Hey guys, welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast with Josh and Danielle, where we talk about our marriage, family, and the everyday stuff that we all face. We don't always agree on everything, and we certainly don't have it all figured out, but we know that God does. We're so glad you're here. And welcome back to another week of the He Said, She Said podcast. Yeah, welcome back. Good to be back with you guys again. I feel like I'm not ready to do this. I asked if you were ready. I know, and I'm ready. We're ready. This we had ready. a crazy, I almost said weekend, but it wasn't really the weekend. It was just a night, a couple of nights ago, because we had like 16 little kids at our house spending the night for a birthday party. Yeah, 16 boys. And you know what? When our boys were little, I feel like 16... Like, they're small. We can just cram them in the basement. It's fine. They're, you know, they play their Legos and they play whatever cars and they play in the backyard. And now they're getting older. And they like, stink. everybody's stinky. Hey. Our basement smelled so bad. I was like, how, why, when did this happen? They're big. They don't fit. Uh, so anyways, but it was fun. It was, it was you stayed up with them and like played ring toss and some other kinds of games, and I went downstairs in the basement and laid on the mattress and fell asleep. Yeah, that happened. I just I I don't I can't hang. There comes a certain time of the night where I'm like, all right, guys, let's party, and Josh is like, not no longer talking I'm to not anyone. Doing it. No, he's no longer talking. He's no longer doing anything. And <laughs> I'm not. And when I'm not he's tired, it. y'all, he gets super. Super grumpy. I, I do not get grumpy. I feel like I don't get grumpy. No, I just stop get, cutting me off. I I'm just, in the middle of a. You just. I, I just uh, it, stop the time. I just, I just get quiet and I just, I'm just ready to go to bed. No, but he's grumpy. No, I'm I think there's grumpy. two kinds of people in this world: people that get tired and they get grumpy, and people that get tired. And they get giddy. Yeah, and those people are, like, annoying. Because then <laughs> everybody else that is tired and just wants to go to bed are having to listen to these people that are giddy laugh. And it's just like, would you please... I bet you can't tell. Be quiet. We're, there, we're two different people in our household. <laughs> I'm just like my mom. We will laugh. When the two of us, if it's late at night, we will laugh at anything. We will just crack up and be giddy. And Josh is like, I hate my life. He no, like, I mean, I, he it's fine like as long as we're at cat. home because then I'm just like, all right, I'm going to bed. I'll see you all in the morning. Yeah, that happens. And then I go to bed. But, okay, we had like 16 boys and it's the end of June and the, and I had all these like night games to play and it was so, so hot too. So we like, I was like, okay, well, we'll just wait till it gets dark, but it doesn't get dark until like... <laughs> What time? It like, was like nine at least. Nine o'clock almost. And it was like, oh man. He's, Which is approaching my bedtime. He's done. Like he's in the kitchen and, and he just looks like he hates his life. And he's trying to clean up this. It, was, it looked like the house exploded. But he's just trying to clean up this mess. And I'm trying to organize some games now that it's dark with these kids that, you know, and then, and then the baby kept getting in the way, and I just kept yelling, "Please, please, can you take the baby so I can do this?" And you were so mad. I wasn't mad. You I was did, just you like, "Looked so fine, I'll take mad." Him. So I took him. I took him downstairs, and I fell asleep. Yeah, he like I went downstairs. He went downstairs, laid on the asleep. mattress on the floor, which sounds like 
super sketch. We do have a mattress on the floor, but that's because somebody just gave us a bed. Well, I mean, plus there were 16 little kids at our house. Yeah, so. that's true. We, anyways, when we got that just bed, we leaned the, the mattress up against the sliding glass door downstairs and and used it to block out the light so we could have a movie theater yeah, the boys in our did basement. That. They created like their own movie theater and they needed so, something to block out the light. So those they used mattresses mattress. are not stored. They're just in our basement. Anyways, he laid it down and he went to sleep. And I, we played, we played fun games. I, I actually fell asleep on that planner. like beanbag chair at first. Did you? Yeah, but my head was like straight back <laughs> and I got a crick in my neck. Is that, is that how you say it? A crick? It's not a creep. Oh, no. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> I'm telling you, people are going to be like, Anyways, you know what? Those idiots, we're not neck, listening to them anymore. <laughs> my neck was hurting, so I my woke neck. up with a neck hurt. and A neck hurt? Yeah. Oh, and I said, I'm moving to the mattress that's five feet from me. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> choose that at first. And uh, we played uh, ring toss, I, you know, and like Pinterest did. Is that a thing? Um, some games and we put like glow sticks in a two liter bottle and then we got the, um, the bracelets that you get, the glow bracelets and connected them together, made, made rings. And then we played ring toss. We turned off all the lights. And then another one we played was, and I did not know this was called this, but I guess sardines. You didn't know that sardines was called sardines? No. What do you call it? I, I never really played it. I wasn't sure. I thought that's what you were playing, but I loved that game. Because it was like quiet, yes, and dark. Because they had to walk around in silence, and they had to turn the lights out and use flashlights. And no, they I, didn't even have flashlights. Well, whatever. I they hid did. a flashlight. It was amazing. I was asleep, and I could not hear any of those kids. On the three floors of our house, and they had to stand on the deck while I did it. And we turned off all the lights in the house, and of course they were wearing all this glow stuff, so they could kind of see still. And I made them take off their socks because our kids are forever slipping on our stairs in their socks. So they had no socks and they walked all around our house. And I told them, if you talk, you will be disqualified and have to sit on the couch. But when you find the flashlight, you just sit next to it and don't say anything and try to hide, like make yourself small so that people don't find you. But that was a glorious game. I was sleeping well. They really well liked that it. Game. They wanted to play that game over and over. I and wanted them to keep playing that game because it was super loud before that. Well, that's the, yeah, the ring toss game got intense. It was like three to three, and then it was at the last minute one team squeaked in the win. Anyways, then we played flashlight tag, and then they went to bed, and I slept on a chair in the living room. And I slept on the couch. In the living room, just so if there was any emergencies, we would be (laughs) right there. (laughs) They had fun, I think. I think it's worth it. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I... I'm the one who does most of the work. That's true. In all fairness, and if I think most it's worth of the it, organizational work, and then like the the heavy lifting falls to me. You basically like, grill. No, I built a fire. I moved the fire pit. I got chairs out. I grilled. I um. That's it. I just I, I cooked I breakfast. Pl- you did do that. Oh, guys, breakfast. he makes the best pancakes and also really good cinnamon rolls. He makes a sauce that goes over them. Like a glaze. It's just really good. Anyways. But we did not eat them because Josh is on a diet. I am not. On, <laughs> are you serious? You literally just brought this up on, on here. I am not on a diet. That is not accurate. It is. Or true in any way. No, it really I'm is. I'm just attempting for a season of my life to make better food 
choices. It doesn't mean that I won't eat ice cream because I love ice cream in the summertime. It just means that I'm not allowing myself as much liberty when it comes to bad food choices right now. So what is that called? That's called making wise decisions. That that first. It's not a diet. If there's a, a start and an end date, it's called a diet. There's no start and end date. There's a start and end, like I'm, I'm doing this little workout regimen too, and that there's a start and an end date to that because it's a six-week program, but- Oh, I so mean, you're on just, a diet for six weeks. Okay, whatever. <laughs> not on Everybody the diet, I've people. spoken to about this situation, like he didn't even tell me he was doing it. I'm just like in the house, putting around, put, putter, putting around, puttering around, and he- changes his clothes and he comes down and he turns on uh some beach body workout and he starts working out and y'all when he works out he like pours down sweat it's so gross and then he wants to hug all over me it's disgusting yeah, but, it's probably tmi but. i'm sorry it's true but and then he he does this workout and then later on in the week i'm like okay i guess we're doing this now like he didn't even tell me nothing he just starts doing it and then later on in the week i was like hey do you want this and he was like no i'm not eating sugar Again, it's not what? that I'm not eating sugar. What? I make my sugar choices count. wisely. And when I count. want them, then I eat them like ice cream. So I said, since when are we, are you not eating sugar? And he says, since Monday. I said, oh, you started a diet. It is not a it's diet. It's not a diet. It is a lifestyle change. I did not say it's a lifestyle change. Yes, because I wouldn't say you that either. Did. Like I've made a decision about my my health these days and that is and i think you actually were the one that kind of gave me this idea <laughs> but i have decided that once a year at least for now i mean this may change you know in the future but once a year that i am going to take uh, a, a few months and i'm gonna make wiser decisions i'm gonna do a workout i'm, I'm just so i can stay in in shape I, listen, you're not coming to this podcast for health advice so nope. or fitness advice. So just us. understand that. We but I, I want to maintain, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to, uh, I want to, you know, just be able to once a year make a, you know, a, a, a few months decision that I'm going to, I'm going to do better. Yeah. I think I am. I, do, I have my seasons of I can do I can do better now, but then I get tired of it and I'm like, eh, I need to take a little break from this. And then I do it again. But, you know, I mean, we're like we're getting older. Or metabolism slows down, which means that you <laughs> pack on a few pounds and like covid. We, we're you turning know, COVID this year brought 37. on a few pounds for us. So for me, uh so. <laughs> Thank you very much because I went up on keto and I lost a few, not a lot, but a few pounds. Anyways, you're not here for fitness advice or diet Anyways, advice. Anyways, no, we're not giving anybody advice. We're just telling you what's going on in our lives right now. And we should probably start. Start what? Our little uh, discussion today. Oh, okay. So Danielle picked the topic today that we're going to discuss. Why do you have to approach I'm just it saying in that, that You picked it. It's a good topic. You picked it. Well, so I picked it because it. we have just kind of walked through this Um uh, we have been going back and forth about a decision we had to make. And so I decided maybe it would it now would be an appropriate time to talk about making big decisions and how we go about the process that we go about 
um, making those big decisions for our family and our marriage, um, what that looks like for us, um, and how we went about making um, this big decision. Now, the big decision for us in our situation was whether or not to homeschool our children this year. Um, we have since, honestly, since our oldest, Brayden, went to kindergarten, I have considered homeschooling the kids because when he was about to go into kindergarten, I had um, friends, Mary and Melissa both, who were like, you can totally homeschool. Like kindergarten literally takes 30 minutes almost like at the most an hour and you can be done with school and you can totally do this. And I'm like, oh, I did not realize that that's how homeschool was. And so every year we have this discussion when we're about to enroll the kids. And now Josh was like, and I said too at the time, no, no. And plus then I was like having babies and I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And I was like, this is the best thing for our family. But over the years, as the kids have gotten older, I've said, um, what do you think, Josh? Do you think that we should try homeschooling the kids? Because I know right now, um, in the stage of life that they're in, they're very impressionable. And um, I don't know. I just want to have, I guess, a bigger influence. They're gone a lot during the day when they're at school. And then when they come home, they do homework. And we're very, very busy with ministry and with extracurriculars. So I want to take at least a season of my life. And I think... Um, try out homeschooling and see if that works better for our family as far as family time is concerned and um, just being there for them during these years just um, having time with them I think and so I have been saying for years that I kind of wanted to homeschool them for those reasons and for a long time he said no no they're doing well in school which they are the, the, the school that they're in now is a great school um, and they're doing well academically, but he's like, they're doing well. Let's just leave them where they are. Um, but the busier that we get in ministry and the older that they get and more extracurriculars that they do, the more I feel like, okay, but let's get a little bit of family time back. And um, so this year we had been going back and forth. And this is actually the first year that he has considered it. Um, I think every year I put a little bug in his ear when it's re-enrollment time. Um, like everybody's re-enrolling. What do you think, babe? Do you think maybe we should try it this year? It might be better for our family. We might really love it. We might have more family time. Um, and every year he's like, no, I don't think so. I think we should put him back in school. But this year he, Brayden is about to go into sixth grade. And so he's entering this like sticky. <laughs> Just sticky. Well, I think, I think for me it was like, you know, we, we are in a good situation here where our, our, the school at our church is a great one. Um, I mean, there's, you know, and the Lord has just tremendously blessed over the last couple of years with great staff, great faculty, great teachers. Right. Um, and they do a wonderful job of training. Um, all the kids that come through our, our ministry and, and through our school. And so it's like, don't don't try to fix what's not broken. It was kind of the mentality that I always have right. taken. You know, our kids excel. They love being in school. They love our school. Um, and they do a good job of educating our kids. And, and the so, other thing, too, is because you work here and because also I have worked here in different capacities on and off for the like since our kids were born. Um, they're all our friends. 
Yeah. So we know everybody that works here. Well, and it's like and I family. Think, I think being in that same environment with your kids, you know, you're there every day. There's just like, to, to me, there was, it was almost always like, what's the advantage of making this decision? What's the advantage of bringing them home? And at the end of the day, I never could find one. For I think, honestly, and I don't even know that, um, I think we talked about this once before, but I think, honestly, for me, what changed the game a little bit was um, COVID. And that, you know, what, what COVID did for, I think, everyone, it as far as like uh, a good lesson that it taught us was to slow down and maybe spend a little bit more time as a family. One of the, the advantages um, that I, I believe that COVID brought to our family in particular was our kids were at home for school for the last part of that that first year that COVID hit. And I saw in them that they excelled at home, that they did a good job, you know, even with a, a video type school, a homeschool situation, that they loved being at home and schooling. Um, and then also just the, even the training that that allowed you to have in their lives on a one-on-one basis on a you know on a daily regular basis Mm. and so i think that's part of what began in in my heart to get me thinking well maybe this is something that we should consider maybe this is an option now understanding that COVID homeschool and real homeschool are very different right like they're not they're not in any way the same animal right Um, and but i've heard from homeschool friends that COVID homeschool was easier in some ways, maybe, but it was also harder in some right. ways. So it, I just said, you know, what if we just consider doing this for one year? Like not committing to do this forever and ever, but just committing to do it for one year and see if it's a better option for our family. So that's where we're at. So that's right? where we're at right now. That's where we are. We are at a one year commitment. We and are, we have to be because the signed. school is no, we haven't. But <laughs> the school, the school is like full. So once we unenroll them from school, it's like somebody fills their spot because there's waiting lists and the Lord has so. blessed our school so so much. Um, our administrator, Mr. Rains, is doing a phenomenal job, and um, and I think that people saw during COVID because we were open. Um, you know, following very strict regulations during COVID, but we were one of the only schools open in town when the public school was still closed. And so we had a lot of public school kids come over. And I I asked our elementary principal, what do you think will happen um, when they start opening up the schools again? Do you think people will withdraw their kids and put them back in public school because they can go to school now? And she said, you know what? Um, I don't know, maybe, probably, Probably some of them will will withdraw and go back to public school, she said. But whatever time that we have with them, um, we're going to give them the gospel and we're going to disciple them. And that was just and and that just goes to show like the leadership of our school is just fantastic. And and what happened in the end was that nobody withdrew their kids from school like they loved the difference um, that that the that our school was making and their kids and um then we had waiting lists upon waiting list and we've um had to add classes and even renovate part of the building so that we can add more classes so that the school is blessed has been blessed during covid and through covid this year um which which like we said makes it a little 
bit more difficult for us to make this decision. Um, if we did not have such a great school as an option, then it would probably be easier for us to make the decision. Or if they weren't doing well in school, and they are. But, you know, when our kids saw um, what homeschool could kind of be like during COVID, they really even more, because they've said for years, a lot of their friends are homeschooled. A lot of the kids, a lot of the families in our church homeschool their kids. Um, a lot of their friends, like I said, are homeschooled. And so they've been wanting to homeschool for quite a while. Um, but when they saw what it could be like, then they wanted to even more. Um, so we took that into consideration when we were making this decision. But we thought that we would go through um, a little bit of our thought process and and how we went about making the decision um, and how we came to the conclusion that we came to on the podcast today. Yeah. So, you know, anytime we make big decisions that are going to impact the trajectory of, of our families. Um, we want to do so, we want to do so methodically. We want to do so, um, approach them with, uh, biblical wisdom. And so we just kind of want to walk through the way that we came about to, to making this, this final decision, because it, it is a big decision. I mean, it is an, it's an impactful decision on our family. Um, we're committed to it for a year. And so uh, it's a big deal in the, in the grand scheme of things. So do you want to walk us through kind of um, the, the start of that? Like how we, we, we've already talked about like how we began to make that decision. Right. But- so we had been talking about it for quite a while. Um, but like I said, every year, I didn't want to just like, all right, Josh, let's make a decision. I wanted you to know that I was still thinking about it. So I'd mention it every once in a while. Just put a little bug in your ear. And um, I, because I originally met with like some, no, no, this is fine. The way we're doing things is fine. Um, I started really praying and um, asking God for for wisdom about okay how how should we handle this situation i got some amazing advice from from friends about a different topic but she said you know when my husband and i disagree on something that i feel strongly about and something that he feels strongly about i just pray to god and i ask him to change one of our our hearts and that was the case here i mean there's no doubt about it that there was a, a a strong disagreement in in a good way, right? Like there was never any arguing or fighting or you know this is this is what we have to do and you're dumb, you know that kind of right. thing. And it I, was it you was know, always was fully, we, so. Go ahead. We we ahead. we didn't we didn't agree on the the way forward, but we both we we always talked about it and we we prayed about it, and I think that in and of itself is the most important ingredient. So when you are making a decision in your family, whether it's about homeschooling, whether it's about, you know, a move or whether it's about whatever big decisions you make, the first step forward is always prayer. And it's God, you know, show us, help us to understand, open our hearts um, to what you would have for us and what you want for this situation. I was just going to say, because there was such a strong disagreement on the subject, I didn't want to, I didn't want to fight about it. I didn't want to like try to force my will in any way. Um, But I did, you know, like I said, 
talked to you a little bit about it, let you know how I felt, and then prayed. I prayed a lot. I prayed a lot that if it was God's will, that that he would change my mind and that I would be, you know, I, I would no longer have the desire or that he would change your mind. And I, I really do believe that, you know, he, he says, ask and you shall receive. He says, ask for wisdom and he'll give it to you. Um, and so that's where I started. And knowing full well that you were making the final decision every year. And it wasn't like I was mad about it. I was trying to have a good attitude, obviously, you know, and just submit to whatever you thought was best for the family. But I, And I think that was always the case, that whenever we have this conversation, it's it's never been, you know... I, I want to homeschool the kids and you're not going to let me have my way and I'm mad at you. It's always been, hey, this is something that, you know, I would like to do that I would like you to consider. And up to up until this year, we've considered it and we've prayed about it and thought about it. And every every year we've made the same decision, which has been let's keep them in school. Um, you know, this year that that has changed somewhat. And Perhaps it's based on what you're saying that, you know, you've prayed about it. You've asked God to, you know, if this is his will to change my heart. And, um, you know, God is God. Is, God works in ways that only he can understand sometimes. Um, and so that's kind of where we find ourselves right now is we're going to take this leap of faith and we're going to uh, to homeschool a couple of the kids and see how it goes. Right. OK, so the first step in the process of making the decision was um prayer yeah um asking god for wisdom asking god to show us um clearly what he would have us to do um and then the very next thing i think that i did was examine my motivations um once i felt like you this year were maybe changing your mind about that and um there was a possibility that there might be an open door that we would homeschool. I started to really examine myself. Before we made this decision, I wanted to make sure, okay, why am I doing this? Um, and do I really believe that this is what God has for us? And is this what's best for um, our family? Yeah, and we had some serious conversations about some of those things that, you know, what are your motivations behind? Why do you want to homeschool? I mean, I asked you that question outright, and then you gave me some some reasons, and then I challenged some of those reasons. And we had some serious conversations about what, you know, is this the best thing? What are the motivations behind it? Why are we doing this? What are the pros and cons? And so there was a lot of consideration that went into making a decision. And I think that's true in every decision. There has to be this conversation that takes place that is the hard questions get asked and answered and it's not just that we assume motivations or that I assumed your motivations but that I asked about them and you shared them with me and we talked through them together if I can go back to the prayer thing real quick sure uh, a few things that I would say is pray humbly pray honestly and pray openly so openly meaning not necessarily out loud I mean you can pray out loud but openly meaning Openly in the sense that you're praying and asking God, God, if if you want to change my heart on this, if you want to, you know, do something different than what I what my personal desire is, then then do it, God. 
then do it. And and in this situation, it's interesting because it's almost like there's not a bad decision here. It's right. not like we're we're we, we kind of already referenced this, but it's not like we are saying, well, this is clearly you know going to be detrimental to our family, and this is clearly going to be better for our family. It's like this could be good for our family, and this could be good for our family. Right. And still, if we said you know, tomorrow, well, you know, we've decided not to homeschool our kids; we're just going to put them in faith. Then that that would be good for our kids. Homeschooling our kids would be good for our kids. So this is a unique and difficult decision because both options are are good. Right. Um, so, so we are just trying to determine for our family what was the better of the good. Right. So I think praying humbly, God, I, I know that, you know, I need wisdom in this decision. God, I know that, you know, that that I need you to to help me to see um, why we should make one decision over the other, um, praying honestly, letting God know that, you know, you don't know that you don't have all the answers and praying openly that God, this, this is my desire, but this is my wife's desire and they're different and help us to come to a decision mutually. That's going to be best for our family. And God might, God is going to change somebody's, somebody's mind. Right. Um, so anyways, Hell, yes. So, sorry, I didn't get all of your input for number one. Number two, examine your motivations. Yeah. Did you speak to that yet? I, I mean, yeah, kind of. You know, examine your motivations, I think, is a, a great... Why are we doing this? Is it, you know, is this because we're... And I, I think on this, I would say this, that you said something last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about this that really struck me and kind of helped me helped shape my view on it a little bit better um and that is when we were talking about the motivation behind it you got you had to get all spiritual on me and say that <laughs> uh you felt like god was you know was basically calling you to do this that this was something that you felt very strongly that that god wanted you to take a year at least and take this time to spend with the gifts that God has given you in the form of our kids and invest and pour into them in a way that um, maybe we're not able to, you're not able to do uh, if they're at school eight right. hours out of the day. Right. Um, and, you know, before I got to the place where, where we had that discussion, I had to look within myself and say, like, what... <laughs> Why do I want to do this? If the kids are doing well, why do I want to do this? I had I had to ask myself those hard questions and ask myself, like, is this desire from God or is this just something that I want to do? Because, you know. But I think those things are not mutually exclusive. And sometimes we make them mutually exclusive. But a I desire mean, from God and a desire that you want to do um, could be one and the same. Right. It could be one and the same. But I mean, in the, in the regard that, you know, it's my flesh. Right. Like, I can do it better than anybody else. Sure. Or, like, I need to seclude my children and, you know, cloister them away. And I didn't want to homeschool out of fear. Um, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Of, of course, I'm trying to be cautious and do, do what's best for our family. Um, but I wanted to really ask myself, 
what is my thought process? And and what I determined was, I was looking at Deuteronomy 6. Um, I want to pour into them and their spiritual well-being. They're doing great academically. Um, and they're even doing well spiritually. But I want to take these years when they're especially, um, I don't know, imp- impressionable. And I want to pour into them God's word, mm-hmm. biblical principle. I want to focus on areas of training where maybe, honestly, I have failed to really um, train them as far as uh, discipline and obedience is concerned. I really struggle with consistency. Um, and I want to take at least a year to focus on that, if not more, um, if we find that it works well for us. So then I thought, I'm not really homeschooling out of fear and I'm not really homeschooling either out of pride like I can do it better like nobody can do it as well as I can do it um but it was okay I'd like to lay a good foundation and I'd like to focus on things that are important um family values that are important to us I want to focus on those things for a period of time at least um and when I, when I stepped back and I examined those things, I, you know, those things are not my flesh. You know, a desire to right, lay a right. good foundation, that's not my flesh. Um, maybe my flesh would be, hey, you know, I want to make a lot of money. So, <laughs> like, or these kids are getting on my nerves. Let's send them away. <laughs> Yeah, and like, you're not making any money homeschooling. And you're not making any money homeschooling. And I thought, you know, I, I really do feel like, the desire is from the Lord because it's such a strong desire to just build them up um, in the Lord and focus on those things. And so I, um, we asked God for wisdom and then I examined my motivations. Do you have anything else to speak toward that? No, I would just add a verse to that. that Psalm 127.3 says, Lo, children are in heritage from the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And so, you know, that's an admirable thing. And I think that it's important to point out here that, you know, if you're not in a position to homeschool or you're not in a position to, you know, to, to, to take that time to be able to, you know, form your kids in the way that, that you're mentioning right now, it doesn't make you a bad parent. No, it doesn't not at make all. you, but it's just a decision that we've made and, and we're just walking through our process and making this decision. Right, today. Our this is process. how, you know, we, uh, this is how we came to this decision. Right. Um, but I do think that an understanding as parents and understanding that, that God's gift to us, one of God's gifts to us are our, are our, our children and we have a certain responsibility then, homeschooling or not, we have a responsibility that we cannot abdicate to a Christian school, a church, a public school, anyone else in raising up godly young people. Um, so, so if God has given us that heritage, if God has given us that, that, that gift, then we have a responsibility to raise them up as, as godly young people. Um, and we talked, I think, last week or two weeks ago um, about, you know, the, the principle in Scripture. It's not a promise, but the principle in Scripture that um, 
raise up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. You know, we can only do so much. Right. They have to own their own decisions. Right. And God does the changing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But part of what's driving this decision for our family has been, you know, Danielle has decided she wants to have that opportunity just to invest in them a little bit more. And, and I think it, it goes to that, but it goes beyond that too for, for in our particular situation and for our particular family because we do a lot of ministry and a lot of ministry is when other people are off work. So a lot of ministry is done at night. Mm-hmm. A lot of ministry is done on the on Saturday. A lot of ministry is done obviously on Sunday. And you work um, eight to four Monday through Friday as well. So you're gone like a regular work day and we do things at night and we do things on the weekend. And it's like difficult to really slow down and focus on those things. And I think that this is also um, an effort to help our family in particular, in our particular situation, to be able to do those things more effectively. Yeah. Ministry presents a unique opportunity because you're often – you know, investing in other people's lives and your family is often investing in other people's lives. And so I think our children have have learned and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, Danielle, but I think they've learned the value of investing in others and taking time to, you know, be with others and serve others and help others. And certainly there's some learning that still needs to to happen there. But I think that they've seen that they've lived that they've learned that to a certain extent. And sometimes if we're not careful and intentional about investing back into our own, um, that it can just go without happening. Right. Like they're under the radar. We spend all of our time investing in other people, like in youth ministry. We spend all our time investing in other people's children, investing in um, even young adults now, investing in the young adults, investing in the young marrieds, investing in the new the new families that are joining. And it, and if they're at school all day, for us in particular, if they're at school all day and then they come home and they do homework and they have extracurriculars and we're also investing in those people, like when are we taking the time out to invest in them? And yeah, I know so- it happens on a day-to-day basis and like little situations here and there. Right. We take te- teaching opportunities and we would take every opportunity that we could get. But for our family, I am just... Um, considering like is this a better option for us so that we can be more intentional about that but all of this conversation goes along with examining your motives like all of this was a a part of that you know that pot if you will in this in this decision like why are we doing this why do we see this as a need why has god even laid this on your heart as a possibility uh for our family and so all of this was considered underneath examining your motives right Um, So prayer, certainly, examining motives. And then the next thing I would say is we sought wise counsel. So I, I, I asked Josh, like, when you were going through this process of making the decision for our family, I know I did it on my own. Did you do, like, what did you do? And he said the same thing. Like, it's a biblical principle to seek wise counsel. Um. And so I asked a lot of my friends that are homeschool moms, what do you do? What is the advantage? Um, what do you see as, a, you know, a challenge? What do I need to be careful of? Do you think that it might be a good fit for our family? 
um, knowing us and knowing the kind of life that we lead. And so I had a lot of conversations with friends who have homeschooled in the past, who are considering even homeschooling now, and who do homeschool. Um, so, and I s- definitely understand that you have to be careful about who you talk with and make sure that the counsel that you're receiving is wise counsel. But I have, a, the Lord has blessed me with women in my life who I can trust, who I know love the Lord, and who are wise. And so I was able to have a lot of discussions with these women. Um, and they were all very encouraging. And they all said, you know, don't not homeschool because you're afraid. You're afraid you're going to mess them up. You're afraid you're not going to do a good job. Um, fear paralyzes us. And God doesn't want us to be afraid. D- so don't let that be a determining factor. Because if he's called you, he'll equip you. He'll, he'll help you to do what he's called you to do. So don't let that be that fear be a determining factor in your life. Yeah, so I would say that, uh, you know, along with this, that counsel any, in any decision, wise counsel, godly counsel, is essential. Um, prayer is the most important ingredient in all of it. Prayer and, and seeking God's face. I mean, those are the, that's the most important ingredient in making any decision, but seeking wise, godly counsel is a biblical principle that we have to follow. Proverbs eleven fourteen, and the multitude of counselors, uh, there is safety. And so at the beginning of that verse says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. So, I mean, we, we, you know, in making this decision, sought counsel, sought godly counsel, biblical advice, like, is this something that, that we should pursue for our family? What are your thoughts, pros and cons, all of that. Um, so seeking counsel is absolutely an essential ingredient in, in this. And who did you seek counsel from? So, um, you know, I talked to my mom and dad uh, about it. I talked to our pastor about it. Um, you know, I, that was probably the extent of, of the people that I talked to, but that gave me enough um, in my mind, enough information and enough support to say, and really, honestly, for most of them, it was kind of like, well, yeah, if you feel like this is what, what God has for your family, you know, if you feel like this is, and, and so I would say this, that sometimes you're going to seek counsel and your counsel is not going to tell you do this or do that, but they're going to tell you this is okay. And, and that affirmation that you might be needing that this is okay. In fact, either decision is a, we already talked about this, but either decision is probably an okay decision. So if you feel like God's strongly urging you one way or the other, then, then do that thing. Um, Let me ask you a question since you brought it up just, just now. Do you think um, when you're trying to make a decision and you want to do the will of God, do you think that there is always and I think we've alluded to this, but is there, is there like a, this is God's will right way. This is not God's will wrong way in every situation. Or do you think God gives us options within his will? Yeah, I would say it's dependent upon the circumstances. I think that certainly there are some decisions that it's going to be, this is God's will. This is not God's will. And it's, it's going to be clear that this is a bad decision. This is a good decision. You know, since we're talking about this instance in particular, I'll, I'll use this example. I think either one is a, and this is why it's such a hard decision. It was such a hard decision for us to make because either decision was a good decision. Our kids were going to be influenced for, you know, right 
in in either decision. Um, and so I think of like Psalm 37, 4, that says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now, that verse that, that verse is, is saying that when I choose to live for God, God's going to make my desires become like his desires for me. It's not that, you know, if I delight myself in the Lord, I live for him, that all of a sudden I wake up the next day and God's just going to give me everything like he's a genie in a bottle. It's that my desires become like God's desires for me. So I think when we are doing the things that we've talked about, that we're praying, that we're seeking God's face, that we're seeking godly counsel, that we're examining our motivations, that God is going to make it clear whether a decision is right or wrong. And so to answer your question in a simple, short, succinct, um, you know, word or two, I would say um, there is not always, that's not, that's more than two or three You're words. You're using a lot of words. There is, there, <laughs> there is, for every decision, there is not always a clear cut, this is God's will and this is not. Does that make sense? Yes. So that, you do believe that God gives you options. Sure. Absolutely. And you can remain in the will of God doing either option. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first thing we did when we started considering this was ask for wisdom. Um, we examined our own heart and our own motivations. Um, we sought wise counsel. Um, and and I think that, that when you seek wise counsel, that, that it will give you confidence. Yeah. It gives you confidence, not necessarily permission, but maybe that, I mean, that's what we say, kind of gives you permission to feel like, okay, I can go ahead and do this. But I think it gives you confidence that, okay, I, I trust these people and I know they love the Lord and I know they love me and they want what's best for me and they know our family. And these people that I trust from an outside perspective say, this could be a good thing. Um, either one is a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, either one would be a fine decision to make. And I think that gives you almost permission to be like, okay, it's okay. I can make either decision. You know, ultimately you're, you're asking the Lord. Um, but yeah, it, it, he, he tells us to seek wise counsel. And so we did that. And then um, we had a lot of discussion. Like there was a lot of talking. And sometimes, honestly, the discussions maybe were a little bit like, that's not what, this is not, that's not, you know, like maybe a little bit more heated. We didn't ever really fight about it, but like I felt strongly one way and you felt strongly the other way. And so then it was like, we we're trying to get our point across to each other. And I think one of the things that you were afraid of, not necessarily, if I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but you didn't want me to make this decision because I was trying to like seclude them from society and like, don't let any influences into their lives. And I think that it was important for us to have that discussion and for me to lay it out there like, no, that's not. Yes, I do want to. I do want to be the loudest voice in their ear right now. Um, I want to have a bigger influence in their lives than I can only seeing them in the evenings right now. But my intent is not to like forever seclude them from anybody else yeah but i i think the bigger the bigger point to that is that you know we had these discussions and i think in a marriage situation where you are making a big decision that that is absolutely 100 percent essential you know like we talked about prayer we talked about um seeking godly counsel we talked about examining your motives but you know discussing this with your with your spouse is a must 
and being able to discuss it in a civil manner. So although right. we had disagreements, it wasn't like we we thought about it. It wasn't like we and then at the end of the day, the decision that we've made is a unanimous one. Right. The decision that we made is it's not it's not me saying well, you know, I wanted them to go to school and you wanted them to homeschool. So you've made this decision. And now if it fails, then I'm going to, you know, look at you and say, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. You're not. Um, no. Thanks, this is a, man. This is a decision that, that we've made <laughs> as a as a partnership that this is going to be. I, we're, we're both going to do this we're and we're going to jump in together. head first and we're going to make this be the best year of homeschooling that we've ever had, which Actually, won't be hard to do. Because okay. we've never had one before. So <laughs> honestly, you all know that we struggle in the area of communication. So we did have these discussions, but I think even though we in the end had these discussions and a little bit here and there along the way, I think I had a lot of feelings and thoughts and emotions about it. And you had a lot of feelings and thoughts and emotions about it that maybe we could have done a better job at, um, I don't know, discussing it, making time earlier because we really didn't, okay, buckle down. We were, we have to make a decision now. Um, I think when it came down to it, you know, we did communicate effectively, um, but maybe we could have done a better job along the way because I think in the end, in the final discussion that we had, you had thoughts and feelings that I didn't know you had this whole time. And I had thoughts and feelings that you, probably you didn't know that I had this whole time. And so um, we could have probably done a better job through the years at, yeah. at talking about these things sooner. But in the end, we did have the essential discussion. Yeah. And yeah. it was not World War Three, even but, though we disagreed. But I think that, you know, t to be fair to to us, I think that in years past that I had no interest in even entertaining the thought That's of true. homeschooling. So there was no reason to even take those discussions right. any further. To, to so, talk even more about them. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I think that it's important for us as wives to let our, our husbands take, take the lead. And that is part of submission. And it's, it, it's part of letting your husband, you know, have the final say but a lot of letting your husband take the lead is not just letting him make the final decision it's the attitude that you have when he does um like if he doesn't do what you want him to do don't be a sassy mouth <laughs> like don't be don't be mad don't you know given the silent treatment don't say well this is the decision that you made so I did not agree with it. So whatever happens, it's on you. You know what I mean? Like we as women are very emotional, I think, and sometimes very passionate about things. But we have to understand that God put him there um, as a protection to you and as a protection to your family and as the leader. And you willingly submitting doesn't just involve fine. You get to make the final decision. It involves a heart attitude. It involves, okay. You made the decision and I'm okay with that because I trust that God is going to protect our family and lead our family through you. So essentially when you make this decision and you feel like it's God's will, then this is what God has for our family. And I need to be okay with that, whether I agree with it or not. 
um, because that's where, you know, where God has placed you in the family and that's where God has placed him in the family. And it will go a long way um, in your marriage and your relationship if you willingly say, because up until now, you've always said no and I've always wanted to do it. But I think that we would not even still be having this discussion had I in years past thrown a fit about it or been frustrated or been angry or upset or thrown it in your face. Like because we had the discussion and I accepted it, not that I'm perfect because there's certainly times when I'm a sassy mouth, (laughs) but um, in this particular situation, I think that it allowed us to keep the lines of communication open and the door of opportunity open for us to do it in the future. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then finally, Lastly, we made a decision. That's what you have to do. And, <laughs> and I think for, 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 I mean, for many of us, that's the hardest part or one of the hardest parts, like seeking counsel is easy, praying about it, talking about it, you know, seeking God's face. That's kind of easy for us, I think many times, but the hard part is making the decision, like coming to the place where you got to make the decision. Right. And I, I have been uh, privileged to be a part of a Bible study for a few weeks now that um, we do with some of the young adult women. And Kelly, um, Kelly does it. Um, She heads it up and she invited me to be a part of it. But um, we're having some really great discussions in there. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about um, things that hold us back from making these decisions. Um, what are some things that you think hold us back from making just I think one of the biggest things that, that holds us back from making decisions, period, is fear. Like what what is this decision going to bring in my life? What are the consequences of this decision? Good or bad, but what what are the consequences of this decision and being afraid of what those consequences are? Right. I think essentially what it does come down to is fear. Like if you cannot make a decision either way and you're you're stuck where you are and you're paralyzed, I think that could come down to fear that you're going to make the wrong decision, fear that there are going to be ramifications for that decision, fear that you're inadequate, like you can't um, you can't do what God has called you to do. I think what it comes down to is fear. And and like we said earlier, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He wants us to move forward. And if you allow fear to paralyze you and therefore you don't do anything and you don't make any decision and you stay where you are and you don't move forward um, in whatever de- in whatever decision you're trying to make and you just kind of are like, I'm just going to stay here and I'm just going to do this thing because it's comfortable. I'm not going to move forward in this situation or um, – I, I think that that you know what it comes down to is we're afraid and that and that is something that Satan uses to hold us back sure. from yeah. following God's will from um, following God's calling on our lives from doing what God wants us to do the fear that we're not enough the fear that we like Moses even the fear that um, we cannot accomplish the task that he's called mm-hmm. us to or fear that um, I'm going to make the wrong decision and then I'm going to ruin everything. And, uh, you know, it, I think is just something that we really need to trust the Lord with yeah, and, um, and ask his help and his strength and, and have faith that where he's called us, he has equipped us. Yeah. I think that's a big thing that, that, understanding that what God has called us to, he's equipped us for. 
And sometimes it might be a little difficult deciphering what God has called us to, um, but it's not some hidden thing that God is trying to keep from us. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And I think that 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 biblical principle plays out over and over and over and over again in people's lives as you listen to testimonies of people who have made big decisions um, and maybe struggled with making that decision. But at the end of the day, God has blessed because they've done it the right way. So, y'all, I'm homeschooling at least two of our kids this year. So pray for me. Pray for them. Josh, I think a, a big determining factor over the years, <laughs> he's been af- afraid. I sh- I, we just had this discussion about fear, but afraid that we would kill each other. Yeah, I'll be interested <laughs> to see how it goes. We'll let you know. We'll keep you updated as to how the homeschooling journey goes. Yeah, we will. And then come February when re-enrollment starts happening, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll have them right back in faith. You think so? For <laughs> I real? I don't know. Yeah. We might well, really we'll love see. it. We might really you love might. it. We're going to do it because I feel like that's what the Lord is calling us to this year. Anyways. So last week you asked about a giveaway. (gasps) You Um, remembered. I remembered. Yay. So let's give away a book again. Ooh, yay. Does that sound good? Yeah. Um, We we have not given away Carrie's book, Stop Trying, right? No, I don't believe we we have. We gave away the Paul Tripp book. That's right. Um, So if you have not picked up a copy of the book yet, uh, called Stop Trying, written by Carrie Schmidt. Um, it's it's a great resource. And so we're going to give it away, um, and we would like you to be able to win that book. So the way we do giveaways on this podcast is we just ask that you do a couple things. Number one, um, one way that you can help us to grow our audience and allow us to impact more people, um, really allow God's Word to impact more people, is that you can rate and review our podcast on your favorite platform. Um, most of you probably listen on on uh, podcast, the podcast platform via Apple. Um, it used to be iTunes, but anyways, Apple podcast now. If you will go on there and leave us a review and then rate the podcast, um, we would really appreciate that. But then if you would also on Facebook over at the He Said, She Said podcast on Facebook, if you would share your favorite episode, it could be this episode, it could be some other episode, but just share your favorite episode and uh, just encourage people to give it a listen. Um, and then you can comment on the uh, we'll, we'll put a post on Facebook about this uh, giveaway. You comment on that, done, and you'll be entered into the drawing for that book. Yay, free stuff. We'll give it away, and we'll give you a couple weeks. So um, we will give it away in two weeks. Let's say July 15th. Sounds good. It'll be the cutoff date somewhere around there, the 14th or 15th. But anyways, join us over on Facebook, the He Said, She Said podcast, um, and we'll give it away there. Yeah, you sound tired again. Are you tired? No, I'm just, I, I've got a lot on my mind. I have a lot to do this <laughs> afternoon. Like, Let's wrap this up. So, Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. It's been great to be with you once again, and we look forward to being back with you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us this week on He Said, She Said. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave us a review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it's been a blessing.